Welcome into the October 24th episode of the Lockdown Leafs podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morissuti. The Maple Leafs victorious in Winnipeg. The power play came alive. John Tavares, Potton, not one, but two goals on the man advantage. We'll break it all down and tee up tonight's game against the Golden Knights, where one former Maple Leaf will do something pretty special against his former team. I'll explain in a bit. All that more coming up on today's edition of Lockdown Leafs. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Leafs podcast, one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother on TSN's Overdrive and TSN 1050's Leafs Lunch. Joining me is my co-host, Dave Morissuti from Sportsnet, also writer for the NHLPA. Locked On Leafs is a daily Maple Leaf-centric podcast, so be sure to subscribe for free wherever you get your podcast from. You can also now catch us up on video format. Just search us up on YouTube. That's Locked On Leafs on YouTube. Hit subscribe. You get new content each and every day, Monday through Friday, five new episodes a week. Um, Nice win. Saturday night, Dave, uh, we'll kind of break it all down and then also help tee up tonight's game against the Golden Knights. But we knew it was going to be a physical game. Sheldon Keith knew it was going to be a physical game. That's why we saw all the new lineup changes. And I mean, I think it was the right call based on how things kind of played out. Big 4-1 dub, Maple Leafs over the Winnipeg Jets. And uh, it was nice to see. Yeah, I think my my favorite moment had had to be the Wayne Simmons goal because Literally, he was just brought in to kind of police things, make sure things didn't get out of hand. He's like, nah, I'm just going to go between the legs for an assist. So we're going to like Zegris this, right? Where it's called yeah. the Zegris goal, but really it was Sonny Milano. And now instead of giving David Camp love, we're going to call it the Wayne Simmons goal. Is that is that what we're doing here, Dave? Yeah, that's what we're doing. Pretty yeah, okay. Good. Okay. <laughs> great play. Great pass. Great play. I don't know if he even knew what he was doing. If he meant to make that pass or what happened, I don't know. But it ended up in the back of the net like three seconds later. So Kudos to you. Good job, Wayne Simmons. And um, it, he will actually end up with, uh, with you know, a second consecutive game. Looks like he's going to stick in the lineup when they play um, when they play Vegas tonight. But overall, like when I look at that game, when I think about it, to me, I think that was the most complete effort that we've seen from the Maple Leafs so far this season. I thought the Fords played pretty well. I thought the blue line was pretty stable. And then Elias Samsonov was a rock star. Uh, I thought clearly that the the special teams were um, plus uh, on Saturday night. I think from start to finish, you know, were there a couple lulls where the Jets started to get a little bit of momentum? Sure, it's not gonna that's going to happen. But for the most part, I thought that was the least most complete victory, most complete game that they've played so far this season. You saw the effort, right? Especially from the top line, like that first period was just whatever. Whenever the puck was on a stick, get it on net. Yes. On that. Yes. Like, you and I were talking about this even when during the game, like, oh, they are actually like trying to get the puck on the net this time and not trying to do those extra little dipsy moves to try to, you know. Was it on this show? Was it on this show Friday or was it was I on Leafs lunch where I was talking about how annoyed I was getting for the Leafs? They were just being I was on this patient. show. 
Yeah, it was on this show, right? They're just trying to look for the perfect play. They're being too patient and then trying to hold on for an extra second to maybe see if another a better shot could come. And I'm like, just shoot the puck. Just shoot the puck. And if you end up creating a rebound, then someone can jump on that. But maybe you could get a, a tip play or something. But just put the puck on net and see what happens. And they were doing that right from the get-go. That's for sure. Yeah, there was it was just, you know, this in this game, the atmosphere too, right? Leafs and Jets fans were really getting into it. I just felt like they had kind of it kind of brought out a a different side of the Leafs in this one. I mean, they they, I think they realized that they just needed they were going to need a better effort in order to beat the Jets, right? The Jets were not going to be an easy out. Sure, they only scored one goal in the game, but that's also a lot to do with what Ilya Samsonov did and you know the Jets just not able to convert on their chances either oh yeah and Samsonov 4-0 to start the season so far sub two goals against like a 938 save percentage he's been just everything you could possibly want in uh, in a goaltender so far on the season. Um, we'll we'll get to Samsonov a little bit longer, Samsonov a little bit more uh, when we do our three stars. I would assume David, wink, wink. Um, but something that I actually want to chat about really quickly is Morgan Riley. How much did you love seeing Morgan Riley sticking up for Nick Robertson, man? Didn't even bat an eye. The second Josh Morrissey blew up Robertson, took liberties at him, a little bit of a high hit to the head in a way. Riley, I don't think so. Not to not to our young cat, the guy who led us to our last he didn't victory. Even think twice. Oh no, he jumped him and he fed him, fed him. So I really appreciated the the fight there and the 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 emotion out of Morgan Riley with that one. Morgan Riley's been taking a little criticism to start season. You know, he hasn't been the best defensively. I think he's been on the ice for like eight goals yeah. so far right. this year. So, so. but you realize why this guy is kind of like a heart and soul type of player for this team. He he didn't even he didn't even hesitate. He was coming in full steam ahead. Yeah. Um, when you say and there was that one uh, replay that they show where gloves were off. Like he was like 10, he was like seven feet before even like getting to the guy and his gloves were off. Like he, he was committed full stop. Didn't matter. It could have been like Logan Stanley, who was like a massive human being on the jets. It wouldn't matter. Morgan Riley was going to be dropping the gloves no matter what. And like that commitment that just, it, it just shows, you know, what? I, the Leafs have been criticized for not doing this at times when like a, a star player or a big player gets hurt, like hit or questionable hit and no one really sticks up for them. That was, that was something that I think was sorely missed. And I, I love that Morgan Riley did. Yeah. You don't necessarily want Morgan Riley to be fighting all the time, but that's the perfect time when you're going to do it. Yeah. And, and I can't help, but feel like there was a message sent by the coach when he opted to put Kyle Clifford and Wayne Simmons into this game. A message that said, this is going to be a physical game. We need to live up to the expectations. We need to live up to their physicality. And we got a counterpunch. And I can't help but think that's kind of also what was going through Morgan Riley's mind, where he's just like, you know what? This is the type of game tonight's going to be. All right, I'm, I'm going for it. Gloves off, boom. Goes and uh, goes after after Josh Morrissey. Um, 
Yeah, I, I thought that was just fantastic. I thought the power play after us really bagging on it on Friday did get their stuff together, scored two power play goals. Note, Rasmus Sandin was on the ice for one, and what happened? He gets a point shot through, rebound comes out, pass over to Tavares, and boom, JT is able to score another one on the power play. So we kind of got to see Sandine on PP1 because Riley was already, it was like a couple, it was right after the fight, actually. So Riley was already in the locker room, so he wasn't able to be out there. So they had to put Sandine out there. But we kind of saw a glimpse at what that means, like guys who can get pucks through on net, create a rebound, maybe a deflection in front. I'm telling you, I don't hate the idea of Rasmus Sandine getting a little more power play time, PP1. It, it also, you know, spares Riley a few of his minutes as well. I know, like, power play time is usually when, you know, the, the star players are, like, giddy and are, re- like, just ready to hop off the bench. But it's nice to give Rasmus Sandin those opportunities once in a while. He doesn't necessarily have to get all the time on PP1. Like, you know, Sheldon Keefe has been willing to mo- mix things around, move things around. I don't mind that, you know, if, let's say, that that top unit is struggling and they want to stay out there and Keith just decides let's do a swap of Riley and Sandine. Like that could easily work too. I, I also just liked Tavares, like his presence in that like bumper in front of the net. Like that's his spot. He showed that's where he needs to be. That's where his chances needs to come from. Cause I don't know if there's any, really any leaf that's better in close no no there's there's not many guys in the league that are better within five feet of the net than than john Tavares. like that guy's made a career out of being right out in the in the inner slot like that yeah because he's just such a strong player especially with his stick like it's so hard to knock that like as soon as that puck's on a stick good luck trying to get it away from him he's just too strong he's got too many moves and how tight the like that angle was to get that first goal on hellebuck like I, that's one that's usually easily stopped by a goaltender just because they would have the angle. They would have the better angle to, to stop it. I, I give JT like when, when your power play is struggling, don't mess up those opportunities in front of the net. And he, and credit to him for bearing it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one other thing that I want to talk to talk about before we get into our three stars and before we get into the uh, Vegas game, that's going to be going down tonight. Austin Matthews didn't score, did get three helpers. I think he's close though. Like this was the first game where this guy was seen like he was as dangerous as he, as he was a year ago. And he like just healing one timers, not quite getting them or he was shooting it just wide. And I think he's just a bit off, but at some point these are going to start going in. He had what? 13 shot attempts. In this game the other day, 13 shot attempts, only four of which landed on net. Five of them missed the net. These are going to start hitting the net and hitting the back of the net. Tickle the twine. I think Matthews is about to is about to erupt, which is a great sign for the Maple Leafs. Um, didn't quite, you know, obviously score the get on the scoreboard this game, but I think it's about to come. I did want to just make that quick note. Um, is there anything else you want to mention on that or you want to head to uh, our three stars? Let's head to our three stars. I do want to dive into that a little bit more, but I want to put it in the ball, well, a little tease of maybe <laughs> where that's going to land in our three stars. 
All right, so we'll get to our three stars of the game from Toronto's 4-1 win over the Jets on Saturday night, and then we'll also tee up tonight's game. Leafs in Vegas, it's a late one, 10 p.m. puck drop, and a special former Maple Leaf could do something special tonight. I'll let you know what that is in a sec as well. Uh, Before we move on, though, let me tell you guys about one of today's show sponsors, and that's Simply Safe. The numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe Home Security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. I know because I use Simply Safe in my own home. They protect you with cutting edge security technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. With 24 7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or can't be reached. Simply Safe blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room to detect motion that only alert you when they're when the threat is real and even hazard sensors that instantly detect fires floods and even threats to your home our monitoring experts use proprietary advanced response technology to visually confirm when a break-in is real so you can get the highest priority police dispatch customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on nhl and save 20 percent on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month completely free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Welcome back into the Locked On Lease podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano. We got Dave Morisuti with me as well. We're your hosts here at the Locked On Lease podcast, a daily Maple Leafs podcast. So make sure that you are subscribed if you're watching on YouTube. And if you are listening via audio form, make sure you also are subscribed to us uh, wherever you get your podcast from. Um, let's get to our three stars from Saturday night. 4-1 win from Toronto. Uh, there was probably a lot of people that probably could have been given uh, the three stars. I thought that there was a bunch of players that played really well. Uh, but who did you have? We'll start with the third star of the night from you. Austin Matthews. Mm. We like we were talking about how you were talking about how all the chances he had on that. I honestly thought he was gonna like break a stick, like in this game, <laughs> just because there were chances where I'm like, Matthew's gonna score right here, or like this is gonna be a great shot, like great chance on that. There was like that one where he made that power move to get in front of the jet around the Jets defender in mm. almost in alone on Hellbuck backhander and it went wide. And yeah, like, I don't know why I didn't take that right to the net and cut across that that. Yeah seem like that should have been the move there from Matthews, but anyway. unless you just thought that, you know, the backhand was going to give him the better angle. I don't know, but that was like, that was a play there that says, yeah, Austin Matthews is like, he's starting to get that feeling back of what, of what we expect from Austin Matthews. I do think the goals are going to come for him. He did uh, lead the team with four shots on goal. So He's very much in the play right there. He, um, he's not relying too much on just rush attempts. You know, right? he's he's in there. He's doing all the right things. At least he got the assist. I will say that. At least he's getting yeah, points. Three apples. Three apples. Not nothing to nothing to sneeze at. That's for sure. That keeps the score. That keeps the stat sheet in a good spot. Obviously, we want to see him get the goals. I do think the goals are coming. He's going to get lots of opportunities. I think uh, 
this what he loves he loves playing on the west coast i think he's gonna enjoy these uh next few games there i think you will as well i think you will too i knew you were gonna put austin matthews in your in your uh stars, so i left him out of mine uh that's why i want to give him that special shout out before we went to break i need to give a special shout out though to the fourth line because I know that there are some people out there that still don't like the fact that Kyle Clifford and Wayne Sims are put into the lineup and don't like the fact that they're going to continue to play for Toronto tonight against the, the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. I saw some people in the discord, not too happy about the situation, the, the, um, about what the lineup is going to look like. We'll explain in a moment who is coming out, but it's neither of those two guys. That fourth line is going to remain the same. And, I got to tell you, I don't hate it. I mean, they outshot Winnipeg 5-1 to one when that trio was out there at uh, at 5-on-5, five five, a team-high 86% expected goals. And they're playing, like, Mark Shifley and, like, Kyle Connor and just, like, kind of pinning them in the offensive zone. Like, over four minutes of their six-plus minutes at 5-on-5 five five was against the Shifley-Connor line, and they had a positive shot share and expected goals so honestly, I thought the fourth line was great. They brought the physicality that, you know, we all kind of wanted to see out of them. Um, did they drop the mitts and did they actually fight? No, but I don't think that they necessarily had to do uh, any of that. But you had a couple of hits out of David Camp. You ended up with a couple of hits out of Kyle Clifford and three hits out of uh, Wayne Simmons throughout the night. So that's seven hits from that line. Uh, they brought some element of physicality. They did score a goal. Fun stat, the team is undefeated when David Camp scores a goal. Undefeated when David Camp puts one in the back of the net. So uh, let's get this guy the puck a little more often. How about we? Um, one thing that I noted, though, that was kind of interesting, that it makes a lot of sense, though, based on who those guys are, Clifford and, and Wayne Simmons. So prior to this game, the fourth line pretty much banished into defensive zone starts, not a single D zone start throughout this entire game. They had five uh, zone starts. I think three of them were in the neutral zone, two of them in the offensive zone. So I think that also is notable that it kind of makes them change up what they're doing and, and it makes the fourth line or it allows that fourth line at least to not be as, um, as much a liability as it had been over the last few games. So that's something I also thought was interesting. So given the fourth line as a, a third star from Saturday night. Yeah. You know what? Like the only criticism I was going to give to the fourth line is that Kyle Clifford's still doing that thing where he's taking dumb penalties. And yeah. I would very much like for him to not take dumb penalties or get in the box because when you're put on the fourth line, the one thing you don't want to do is get in the box because you don't get many opportunities to get on the ice and you can't be spending your time on the ice in the penalty box. That was my only criticism of that, uh, of that line. And there was that stat where Wayne Simmons and Kyle Clifford assisted on the goal on a goal together for the first time since 2011. I'm just yeah. like, right. They used to be teammates on the LA Kings. Yeah, like just to think about how that kind of all comes full circle, and like those how are good. they are how old <laughs> they are, and you know, like that their careers kind of span quite a long time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, your second star, Dave. My second star uh, is John Tavares. Yeah, makes sense. 
like when you scored two goals, you're going to get a star from me. Yeah, that, that, that definitely makes sense. I would say. And I mean, I went a little broader on mine cause you know, I like to cheat that way. Uh, I just gave it to the special teams, right? Uh, they, they went two for three on the power play, perfect three for three on the penalty kill. John Tavares scoring both of those goals, which is exactly what he needs to do um, in order to remain you know, effective. And I thought that they were fantastic. Matthews, two of his three assists coming on the power play. And we had already talked about Sandine getting his opportunity up on the top unit, which I thought that he played well. And then the penalty kill, you know, three for three and had a couple of opportunities, even shorthanded to, to do a little bit. So I thought this, the special teams kind of, uh, you know, nice wake up call after a couple of tough games, especially from that power play for them to come out and zip the puck around the way they did to score, find the back of the nets, um, get so many opportunities. I mean, Matthews probably could have had two or three, like if he would have really connected on a couple of those one-timers on the power play, probably would have scored a goal or two himself before Johnny hockey got, uh, got his goal or Johnny Toronto rather got his goals, but a little shout out to the special teams units as my second star. Does that leave Ilya Samsonov as the number one star for both of us, Dave? I mean, Ilya Samsonov. Cause now we have to go back to, doing it that way i'm yes. still getting used to that but which yes. sucks because i was i was samson off his entire career and then all of a sudden he's in toronto and the media is like no or no toronto actually the maple leafs pr said oh it's samsonov and then he says no it's samsonov it's like <sighs> make up your mind <laughs> just got used to saying samsonov and now i need to go and try and erase that and go back to samsonov but anyways this guy's been elite and he was fantastic in the game against the Winnipeg Jets. And he's just so poised in the net. You know what I mean? Like it just seems like there's no panic. Like I remember there was one play in particular where he was pulled out of his uh, pulled out of his net, kind of lost control a little bit, lost his balance, but then gathered himself and regained positioning so quick, so quick that Winnipeg wasn't even able to do anything uh, literally, they, they couldn't do anything off of that opportunity there because he did it so fast. No panic. It was great. Um, he made 30 of 31 saves in the game, stopped 9 of 10 high danger chances, which was a big issue last year with the goaltending. I think Jack Campbell had, I think, second or third worst high danger save percentage in the NHL last year among qualified goaltenders. So it was really nice to see Samsonov able to make those difficult saves um hopefully you know he doesn't have to face 10 a game be nice you know get a little tighter defensively but uh it was good to see and ended up having a 1.98 goal saved above expected when all said and done too so nearly saved two goals above expectation in this hockey game Elias Samsonov was fantastic and uh well-deserved first star yeah, he was making the unorthodox saves, which, you know, shows a little bit of his athleticism, but just also some very calm saves, especially mm-hmm. like that first goal, a little annoying to, to see going just because of the rebound opportunity. Yeah, but I'll even give that like, like, again, that was a yeah. high danger chance, right? Right in the inner like slot the- rebound. Someone's got to box him out there. Exactly. Someone's got to clear the puck there. Right. Like I'll even the, the, the defense just needs to be better on that play. Right. They didn't help him out at all. Yeah. Like that was the main problem I had on the It wasn't really him because you had a chance to kind of, cl- I mean, to clear the in front of that. But those are some big bodies. That's kind of 
the you know, bread and butter of the Jets there. But I, I, I just thought that after that, like he there's there's you know, there's a calmness to him when you see him on the ice and you just see, oh, here comes the Jets chance, and like, no, he's just gonna be frustrating to like to play against because it's just he makes it he makes it look easy, especially like you know those in tight chances. Mm-hmm. He's he's like he really has those locked down, and and he, the I think the best thing is you're not really seeing him get beat too much from you know from far like from like you know those point like point shots or just. Like teams aren't really trying to beat him. They're trying to beat him close, like up and like in those high danger areas, and it's just not not really going their way right now. And I I'm not hitting that. No, he's been he's been terrific. They did have a couple of gaffes, you know, misplayed the puck a couple of times. So maybe you know the puck handling it behind the goal could use a little bit of work. But you know when he's in the crease at the very least inside the blue paint there, he's been spectacular, fantastic uh, so far this season. So. Uh, definitely, hopefully that continues into tonight's game against the Vegas Golden Knights. And with that, why don't we take one more quick break, Dave, when we get back, let's kind of go over tonight's game against Vegas, help tee it up and uh, talk about a very special thing that could happen tonight for our old friend, Phil Kessel. We'll be right back here on the Lockdown Leafs podcast. Welcome back into the Locked on Leafs podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morissuti. This is a daily Maple Leaf-centric podcast. So if you have not subscribed and you are enjoying the episode today, it's your first time joining us, hopefully you do subscribe and you've enjoyed what we've had to say. Um, the Leafs are back in Vegas tonight, hoping to keep the good vibes rolling off that victory against uh, the Winnipeg Jets, looking for their third straight of the year, hoping to keep the road trip vibes all systems go um but vegas is a tough building to play in it's a tough team the vegas flu is is very real and uh they're a good team right that this is a great team so far they've got tremendous offense uh they've got a great blue line and they've got that kid in net logan thompson who's been spectacular so far to start the year so this is going to be a difficult matchup two teams who certainly have uh, high aspirations i believe uh, but I'm looking forward to it. But one cool thing that will happen tonight, uh, assuming, you know, uh, he's kept in a, a bubble wrap until puck drop, Phil Kessel will tie Keith Yandel's Ironman streak tonight against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Ain't that something? Let's just say if this is an optional team skate, Phil Kessel's not going to be there. <laughs> that's, that's number one. He is going to be... He is probably going to be just considering what he did just to keep the streak together. Remember when he was in Toronto last last season and he's just like. He had a baby the game before. Yeah, I think it was the game before he had the, or yeah, he left. His wife was in labor, played a shift, went home, had the baby, and then joined the team back in Toronto the next day like the day after the birth of a child to make sure that the streak remained intact. Or it, or it was, or it could have been the reverse. I think he like right after the game, like after that shift, he was gone. No, it wasn't against Toronto. It, it was, it was the game before Toronto. No, so you're right. No, 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 you're right. I think it was Florida. Right in Florida. I, I can't recall who it was against, but I, I remember he was getting that. some grief on the bench too. Everybody kind of knew what was going on. 
Yeah. And like, oh, yeah. He went skated shift. I think he got a shot on goal, actually. And then skated off and like legitimately they had a, a plane ready for him. Which I'm a little surprised. Arizona, you know, putting I out was also head. surprised on that. But anyway, kept it alive and uh, he can tie Yandel Street tonight, which I think is pretty cool. And then beat it in their next game, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, Phil Kessel, uh, you know, his time in Toronto was not the best to quote Louis Deming, like the team's success never came. I guess they had the one playoff really like 2013 was the only time Phil Kessel was in the playoffs where they were with Toronto. Right. So there, you know, Kessel's whole tenure in Toronto, probably a black cloud in a way, just because there's no team success, but he was always a fun character and he was always a great player, like 30 to 35 goal scorer. Um, and he's still a decent little player be honest with you and he's on the line right now with jack eichel lucky duck you know when when i looked back on phil kessel's time in toronto like there are kind of some moments yeah there were definitely moments of frustration with how the team really just there it was a flawed team let's just be real here with the way it was built and the way it was put together i wouldn't put that all on phil kessel because he was just uh you know brought in to do that so what I did appreciate though was like in that one game against Boston in the playoffs where he finally scored against the Bruins. Like it was always the one thing he could never do. And he did it in a playoff game, and everyone's just like, oh, amazing. But it's good to see that he is uh he is enjoying his um he, he's able to have the streak and you know his team's doing quite well, all things considering with all the injuries and you know not having their starting goaltender to start for the season like kind of surprised about vegas uh this year so far yeah i mean they're they're four and two so far in the year so both teams coming in tonight's game with a four and two record um the leafs are making some changes though they are definitely uh uh, i i did see Sheldon Keefe said that there is going to be one change made to the lineup from the game against the winnipeg jets Pierre Engvall will be returning to the lineup and it's not going to be Simmons or Clifford who are coming out for Engvall. It's actually going to be Zach Gaston Reese who will skate uh, uh, with the scratches or I guess he's not skating at all. He'll be up in the press box for the game watched and munched on some popcorn. So the lines are as follows. Bunting Matthews Marner as their top line. Robertson, Tavares and Nylander will be the second line. Engvall, Kerfoot, and Yarncroft will reunite each other as the third line. And then Clifford, Camp, and Simmons remain intact as the fourth line for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And then the blue line remains the exact same. Um, you know, Engvall coming in uh, and, and Zach Gass and Reese coming out. Any thoughts on that one? Little surprise with Zach Gass and Reese coming out, but then when you can see how well the fourth line did, you're not too surprised. Like that's a line that you, you know, if it, if it's not doing terribly, you don't, don't change it. Give those guys reward them for a good effort. So I, it's like Zach Asterisk kind of was seen like a guy on the bubble. This is somebody that, you know, everyone was so excited to see, you know, earn a contract because of how well he played during preseason, just like Nick, uh, Nicholas Albe Kubel. You know, seeing the press box gives you kind of kind of resets a little bit. I didn't expect Zach Aston Reese to play 82 games. Uh, maybe I didn't expect him to be scratched this early in the season. But you know, Engvall, this is an opportunity, right? This was supposed. This is a reset for him too. 
Yeah. Let's see how let's see how he responds. Yep. Uh, Sheldon Keefe did speak at practice and, and he said that he liked what Clifford and Simmons brought to the game. So wanted to uh, to keep them in the lineup. And then uh, when it came to the decision to go with Engvall over Zach Aston Reese, it was Engvall's speed. He felt that they needed uh, going up against a, a pretty quick and speedy um, Vegas Golden Knights roster. So, you know, kind of matchup dependent type of stuff when it comes to uh, how he might be going about uh, his extras out there um, and who plays and who doesn't. But I'll say this, I, I, I like it. Actually, I like the competition. Hopefully this, this kind of creates some sort of internal competition and keeps everyone on their toes and, and have them in the back of the mind saying, I got to have my best hockey game tonight or else I could find myself up in the press box tomorrow. So I'm hoping that this is a kick in the ass for all of the bottom six, realistically, whether if it's Engvall, Clifford, Simmons, Asin Reese, Abe Kubel, Dennis Mulligan, maybe he'll get an opportunity at some point against the lighter, you know, speedier opponent. I feel like this could create some internal competition, which could only benefit Toronto, I think. And it'll allow you to maybe get the best out of your bottom six each and every night, but they don't get too comfortable. I felt like Aston Reese, Abe Kubel kind of getting maybe a little comfortable. I, I, or at least I didn't, I didn't notice them early on in, in the season, like yeah. in the regular season. So I wasn't surprised to see them come out, but it's nice that, uh, you know, the fact that they actually did come out based off poor performance means that Sheldon Keefe isn't worried about making those changes and it's going to be whoever's playing their best. That's who's going to suit up tonight. And that's something that you got to like if you're a Leaf fan. Yeah. Just, you know, the one time I'm, I'm, I'm liking that there's a bit of accountability. It's not just, you know, that's the word I was looking for. I was, yeah. I was searching for it. I couldn't there. Like Thanks. it's not just, you know, ah, uh, you know, this guy, we just signed this guy to a one year, $1 million deal. Like we can't take this guy out of the lineup. This guy just earned himself a two year, two and a half million dollar extension. No, it's, it's, you know, if you're playing well, you're playing. If you're not playing well, guess what? Especially in the bottom six where there are options. If this was, if, if Matt Murray wasn't, wasn't, you know, if Matt Murray wasn't injured and if, you know, the, the Leafs had the minimum skaters like they did to start the season, this would be a, you know, a different story. But because the Leafs have this flexibility, you might as well use it and have this teaching tool to go along with it. You said the Matt Murray uh, injury might, might actually have been a blessing. And in a way, it kind of has been just because of, you get those options. Like, you know, you get to have, I mean, maybe with, you know, Jake Muslin being out, I'd kind of <laughs> spur off a different uh, options of uh, with. The wow. Yeah, it's got nothing to do with the Matt Murray yeah. injury, though. Right. So yeah. I, I just think that, you know, this is what happens when you can actually use up your your depth in the way that you can because you know you're not just sending all these guys to the Marlins just to be cap compliant. There's guys here who can clearly play in the NHL. Wayne Simmons shows that maybe you know to say that his NHL days with the Leafs were were you know over might have been a little premature. But that's because you got to give these guys an opportunity to to play and he it's it's gonna be a long season. There's gonna be you know there's going to be a competition for roster spots when they do have to become cap compliant. So the pressure cooker is going to start turning up now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, really quickly, a matchup. I'm just taking a peek at, at like the, the stats for these teams so far this season. 
the penalty kill of the Vegas Golden Knights, not great. 68.8%, 27th in the NHL. So maybe that power play that got going against uh, the Winnipeg Jets, if they can end up with a couple of power plays tonight, keep her going, end up with a, a, a you know one or two more power play goals, that should give them a really good opportunity to try and win tonight's game. Um, any any other comments you want to make tonight? Is there a key that you're kind of looking forward to uh, for the Maple Leafs tonight? That you just got to watch Jack Eichel. He mm-hmm. likes to play against the Leafs, and I, I'm mm-hmm. sensing that he's going to be a guy that's going to want to, you know, it's a new team, but he's very familiar with Toronto. So I'm curious to see what uh, what matchup he gets put with because, you know, Vegas gets the choice of who he gets to play against. And that's this is true. This is very true. I think, uh, which is also a reason why, uh, you know, Toronto was able to, or why Toronto ended up having their fourth line playing Shifley all so often. They just happen to win those minutes. So eh, maybe you could see it again where they can win those minutes against the, the Eichel line potentially uh, if, if that could happen. All right, Dave. Um, I was just trying to see how many points Eichel has in his career against the Maple Leafs. 14 goals and nine assists through 17 games against the Maple Leafs in his career. So 14 goals in 17 games Eichel has against the Leafs in his career. Yep, definitely someone that they're going to want to have to uh, – that they're going to want to um, – Keep an eye on, to say the least. All right. Uh, that will do it for us here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked on Leafs podcast on all podcasts and platforms and receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow Dave at D underscore Morissuti. Follow the show as well at Locked on Leafs. Uh, that'll do it for us today. We'll be back with another episode tomorrow. We will recap the game against the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Enjoy it. Until then, keep it locked right here on Locked On Leafs.